This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Here's the pitch. And he swings and drives one to center field and deep. Gardner going back, looking up. Goodbye, home runs, Ender Bogarts. Two-nothing Red Sox. He hit it about four rows up into the center field seats. A straight line from home plate out there. Xander's third career postseason homer. Two-nothing Boston. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth on a Wednesday morning. Last night, the Red Sox get home in the AL wildcard game, 6-2. Bogarts with the home run. Evaldi fits really well. And now Boston heads to Tampa Bay for the ALDS tonight. We get the NL wildcard game. Wainwright and the Cardinals against Scherzer and the Dodgers. Let's talk to Sean. Our baseball guy from the Action Network, he's joining us right now on the Roman guest line to talk some MLA playoffs. Uh, Sean, let's just start with tonight. Let's start with the uh, NL wildcard game, the Red Hot Cardinals, the Dodgers. So I know, you know every time we've talked to you this year, you have said, and, and by run differential, you're, you're spot on. They are the most talented and best team in baseball. But the Dodgers find themselves in a tricky spot tonight because they're going up against Wainwright and a Red Hot Cardinals team. What's your uh, thought on the game tonight and um, on the Cardinals' chances to knock out the Dodgers? Yeah, no bet on this game for me yet, but there's a few things that I'm watching. Uh, the money line, full game money line, I have projected at minus 190 for the Dodgers. So if that Cardinals money line gets up to plus 210, it's getting to plus 200, plus 205 right now. There's a chance it gets to plus 210 by game time. I'll definitely jump in with a small play on the Cardinals. As far as the total, have them projected around 3.9 and 7.4. They opened at 7.5 and 4, uh, come down to 3.5 and, and 7 juice up to the over but if those get down to i'd say seven minus 105 for the full game and then 305 plus money or minus 105 for the first five innings i'd probably consider playing the overs as well seeing some money come in on the under still as it sits at 7.5 with seven being a key number so no play on the nl wild card for me yet definitely would love to see a cardinals upset though sitting on cardinals futures but more importantly brewers futures in the national league and if the Cardinals were able to pull the upset. I would actually make the Brewers your World Series favorites. Wow. I hope we're talking about that tomorrow. That would be something if you start the playoffs off. Goodbye, Yankees. Goodbye, Dodgers. The World Series favorite, by the way. Uh, let's just talk about some of the offerings that we have that we don't get all, all year long and some of your approach, what you like to do. As far as series props, uh, of course, you can pick the series winner. There are total games that you can do. 
you, you can use a handicap, laying a game and a half, taking a game and a half, or betting on series, mid-series, when a team is down 1-0 or 2-0 or something like that. What, what are some of your favorite approaches when betting on these series in Major League Baseball? I love betting on the series money lines. It's pretty easy for me to project out those in advance, if you, as long as you know the pitching matchup still kind of waiting. For example, on the, the game one starter for the White Sox, which <laughs> could determine my projections as to who is going to be the favorite in that series between the White Sox and the Astros. We'll get it. They say we'll get it today. They say we'll get it today, finally. Yeah, yeah. I just I make a half run difference between Giolito and Lynn, so it definitely kind of determines how I would approach it. But I have played the White Sox already at plus one twenty. I do make them, assuming Lynn starts in Game One, a small fifty point five percent favorite. It might flip the other direction, but I think you'll still get value on Chicago. Looking at the Red Sox and Rays series, I actually project some value on the uh, the Red Sox money line. Made that fifty four percent for Tampa. Gave Boston a better chance of beating Tampa than I did the Yankees because of how the starters would have lined up. Garrett Cole would be able to go once in that series. I think the Red Sox starting rotation is actually a bit deeper and more consistent in terms of the quality across the board. So definitely look at series prices, not only before each series, but from game to game in the series. You can often find value, as much value or potentially even more value, betting on a series price than you would the next game's money line. So I, I typically go a half unit at a time on those and then try to stack them up throughout a series, potentially buy in, buy out on a team. Uh, and then certainly the, the exact series prices are fun to play as well. The exact series process, I should say, uh, just a bit tougher to project because you have to factor in who's going to start those those first four games of a, a five-game series and potentially get you to cover that one and a half. Or in a longer series, projecting a team to sweep, that's actually often going to be the the prop that shows value. I I was the moron betting on the the Rays to sweep the Dodgers in the World Series last year because I projected it closer to, I think it was sixteen to one, and I was getting twenty five to ones on it. So, yeah, the the ugly props, the ones that uh, are sometimes the uh, the ones you're going to hold your nose at, are the ones where you're going to find value betting. Mm-hmm. Sean, let's start with um, the the series you you kind of led us to, which is the White Sox and the Astros. We we one of the series we know um, in the American League. And we don't know the pitching yet. Like you said, with Giolito, Lynn, who's going to get game one, which means they come back for game five. Also, Rodon, we don't know exactly what the White Sox are going to get at him. Yet all those questions, I still like the White Sox. There's something about this White Sox team. I just think their their roster, in a way, is built for October. Power arms in the bullpen, power arms in the rotation. A lot of good hitters up and down the lineup. I like the White Sox, albeit the Astros are very good, too. It's, it's not an easy series to project. Why do you like the White Sox if the pitching matchups go the way you think they will? Yeah, I just didn't expect to project them as a small favorite in this series. I think it's the way that the matchups worked out. Uh, I think the the White Sox might be the worst draw for the Astros. Now, the Astros, WRC Plus against lefties and righties, they rank first against both types of pitching, but I do project them to hit better against righties, or uh, better against lefties than I do righties. So I think that split has kind of factored into the equation. White Sox have the better bullpen have the starting pitching advantage in some of these matchups. So if they were the home team, I would definitely make them the favorite. And even playing game five on the road, I actually still make them a small favorite. That surprised me again. Projected the Astros as a better team if you were to play a 162-game season. But I do think the White Sox, as you mentioned, are built to win in the playoffs. This is also the healthiest they've been all year. Mm-hmm. And I've always just looked at guys like Garrett Crochet and Michael Kopech as the perfect guys that you want to have in a playoff series, especially a shorter playoff series, where you just need to pitch them back-to-back and potentially lock down a game. 
That's why the situation with Rodon doesn't necessarily concern me as much because they do have three very solid right-handed pitchers, and then they can kind of mix it up in a game four depending on what Rodon is able to give them. So just kind of surprised me in terms of how the matchup worked out relative to how I would put these teams in a vacuum. Uh, so I definitely think there's value in the White Sox in the series. I also added a future on the White Sox to win the World Series. There's plenty of value on that right now, value on their pennant odds. They're the one team in the American League where I do project value and see them as the second most likely pennant winner behind the Rays. Oh, very good. I, I like your approach with the White Sox. I agree there. I view it more as a coin flip series, so now I'm getting some pretty solid plus money. I can't figure out why the market keeps moving on Houston. I saw a lot of spots open to minus 120. Now some have it up to minus 140 for the series. Don't quite understand that. But uh, just what would you do if you were La Russa with game one? Uh, since we, we think it's a close series, it, there's a good chance it goes five. So who's your game one starter? Because uh, that guy would likely be your game five starter. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, I project Lynn is the better starter than Giolito. I wouldn't huh. have said that coming into the year, but looking on the metrics they've put up, I, I make it about a half a run better in terms of Lynn's favor. Uh, you know, Cyrus put out a, a really good tweet recently looking at stuff plus metrics just for September, isolated to September. And the list of top 10 pitchers was very fascinating to me. Lynn was the one White Sox starter in there. I believe he slipped in at number 10. But in terms of the Rays getting two guys in that top 10, Shane Boz and Drew Rasmussen, that was very surprising to me. Boz second behind Cole. I believe Rasmussen was eighth on the list. So the Rays starting pitching seems to be a question mark for a lot of people. It is not the same way for me. I said the White Sox are the, are the one AL team that offers value. That's actually a lie. The Rays, depending on which book you bet them at, you can find value on them. There are some plus 750s, some plus 800s out there. I make the raise closer to plus 675 right now. So either of those teams, I think the pitching, the quality of pitching is just getting a little bit overlooked. Uh, their ability to mix and match arms as well. They have so many pieces in that bullpen. Both teams uh, looking at the balance between their starting pitching expected metrics and their bullpen expected metrics. They have the most balanced pitching staffs among all these staffs in the playoffs. Obviously, higher quality starters on the Dodgers or on the Brewers. But in terms of the balance between the bullpen and the starting rotation, those two teams have more what you're looking for. Sean Zarillo, the Action Network, joining us right here on BetQL Daily. Sean, a series I'm really excited for, Milwaukee. My first instinct, as we kind of recognized this was going to be the series about a month ago, was Milwaukee. And I, I love their starting pitching. I love their bullpen. I like Council way more than I like Snicker in a series. But... They did lose Devin Williams, and Charlie Morton and Max Fried have really rounded into form for Atlanta. I, I now feel like it's closer to an even series than I maybe thought a month ago. How do, how do you handicap this one? Favorite Milwaukee, minus 142 at FanDuel. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that the Brewers decided to go with Corbin Burns in game one. I think that definitely upgrades their projection a little bit, and I think they need to win both of the games that he pitches in the series. Otherwise, they're going to be getting into much more of a coin flip uh, I mentioned I don't have a bet on the NL wildcard game tonight. What I just did, though, was fire on the Brewers for game one. 
have their full game money line projected at minus 148, first five at minus 162. So I like those up to about minus 136 for the full game, about minus 145 or minus 149 even for uh, the first five innings. So like the Brewers in game one, the series price looks about right to me. Made them about minus 138, 58% over Atlanta. Um, wasn't initially expecting that to be the case. Thought there would be value on Atlanta. But Burns flipping to the game one starter definitely changed things for me because I think he does give them the biggest advantage in the series, even though he's facing the Braves' best pitcher in Charlie Morton. So love this Brewers team. I think their lineup is actually a bit more complete than their season-long offensive metrics suggest. They have the lowest WRC plus of any of these remaining playoff teams, but I do like their their one through eight now, the guys that they've managed to get in there. I think they have a pretty solid lineup. The Devin Williams injury, obviously concerning, and mm-hmm. one of the dumbest things we've ever seen. <laughs> uh, but if a guy like Jake Cousins, who's been rehabbing the past few days, if he can get back into their bullpen, definitely adds another high-end reliever. Doesn't have the name brand value as the uh, last year's rookie of the year, but they do still have some good arms in that bullpen. Sean, we got uh, 30 seconds. World Series matchup. Where would you go if you're going in blind right now? Brewers raised two of the teams that I project World Series value on, pennant value on. So I paired those two together. And then I just mixed up the props involving the Braves and the White Sox with those two teams as well. So I played forward those matchup props, and we'll see if one of them can hit. Great stuff, Sean. We always appreciate you hopping on that. We should on the Roman guest line and get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. And now to get $15 off your first one, that's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. The Brewers and the Rays, the smart team series. I can see that. 14 to 1. 14 to 1 for that. It's not crazy. And we know the Brewers will likely, if it's Dodgers Giants, they will have a they'll be able to get there and wait, maybe, as those two teams beat each other up for five games. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksville will continue to line them up. Paul Gallant next hour, a lot of NFL to get to and lightning bats before the NL wildcard game right here on BeckQL Deli, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by FanDuel.